This podcast has been brought to you by Dimples and Diamonds Women's Empowerment Community. Visit www.dimplesindiamonds.org to join the movement. Trying to be the Kobe on the court of the game. I want to hear all the fans scream my name. Yeah, I'm going do it again. Hard in the paint, coach put me in. Took a lot of L's, a lot of L's in the past. Hey man, I can't fail, I gotta make it all last. Time, time to tick, 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 tick. Getting the money and get it quick, quick, quick. It's falling down, it really what it seems. Feel like I am on the run, I gotta chase my dreams. You have now popped open the top to the jury box. I am Kay the Jeweler. And I am Mrs. ASS. And tonight's episode is the entitled The Tie That Binds. Um, we are talking uh, surviving R. Kelly, the allegations, the government shutdown, and how it indirectly affects our community. And But before we, want, before we get into all of that, I just want to celebrate right quick because Happy we are in a new year. year. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. I just this want to celebrate real quick. Yay! Right, 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 right. This is our first Welcome episode back, of 2019. And, um, yeah, we um, 2019 has started off with a bang. Definitely has. Definitely to has. To say the least. But, um, <laughs> okay, okay, but before we get into all of that, of 2019, I just want to, again, celebrate the fact that, hey, you guys, I appreciate you guys for listening to the Jewelry Box podcast, and because you guys decided to listen to us, we were named one of the best podcasts for society, uh, in the category of society and culture for 2018. So, listen, for us to be, you know, uh, what, episode number 10? We're episode 10? We well, Listen, September. September. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, September. We started in September. We only do what two podcasts a month, um, biweekly, mm-hmm. or first and third Thursday of the month. Yep. And for us to even be named in that category, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm, I was flustered. I was, I'm, I'm honored. I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm honored. To be honest. <laughs> Girl, that made my day. I woke up. That was like breakfast. Like what? Look at us. Okay. Okay. My first I mean, I mean, I feel, listen. I think I was going to check the numbers for the New Year, New Me podcast, and they had, you know, right there at the top, you know, the mm-hmm. the best of 2018, and I was like, oh, okay. I'm scrolling through the little list. Mm-hmm. And I see all little mask and I was like, what? What? This <laughs> Mama, we made it. Mama, we With, made it. And it's all because of y'all. Okay. We love y'all. Thank y'all. Yes. Thank y'all for listening. Look, we must be talking about something y'all want to hear. So thank y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Keep on listening. But yes. Keep keep listening. Keep listening. But yeah, back here, let's 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 fast forward a little bit. We in what, twenty nineteen? And again, yes. child. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on, child. Gas went it's from one ninety eight to two seventeen in thirteen seconds, and okay, I just can't. I can't. I know the president to shut down the government, but he need to shut down these gas prices. Pumps. I can't. Okay. It's just too much. 
Listen, the the scat. I'm sorry, the lad from Scad has gone back to school, and he is driving now, child. So he's driving oh, the car uh, back and forth to school, commuting um, back and forth um, every day in the SUV. Oh, and so, oh. yeah, we we. <laughs> so I feel you. Oh. I feel you oh, on yeah. the gas struggle, child. I feel you on that. But yeah, so um, we are we're going to talk about this government shutdown. Trump is throwing another tantrum about this wall, and um, yeah. R. Kelly is back in the hot seat. Oh again. my goodness! Yeah. Well, what is oh this like the tenure challenge going on? So he he's well, having his own tenure. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every ten years at that. So listen. So what what is blowing me about the situation is the fact that, you know, we, we've all seen what's going on on social media. We see, you know, we've seen the comments. I mean, it's blowing up, you know, all over Twitter, all over Facebook, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, people are talking about it. And, you know, some folks are, um, you know, are enlightened by what's going on. Some folks are, uh, you know, choosing to be, you know, still in the blind about the situation. Um, coming Extremely to passive. R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. After this, you know, after this documentary that has come out, and um, surprisingly to me, it's the fact that it's mainly women that are coming defending to him, defending of him. R. Kelly. Now, these these are women that are coming forward with these allegations. Again, I ain't trying to get sued by nobody. So you know, R. Kelly. We got the allegations. I ain't you know, you know, and so they're coming to you know. <laughs> They're coming to the defense, um, you know, of, of these women that are coming forth with these allegations, and those, you know, those staunch defenders are happen to be women. So I've seen and I've read all of the different perspectives: the girls being fast, from the, you know, from the girls mm-hmm. being fast to where the parents and all yep. the stuff, you know, that the women are saying. But I said, you know what? Let's get it from a perspective, from a male perspective. So on tonight's podcast, we have some very, very, very special guests um, from the King's Corner podcast. Um, We have Mr. Uh, Dave, the Uncrowned King. Peace, peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Yes, we have uh, BMO in the building. What's up? Do something with it. You know it. <laughs> okay. And we have Mr. Van Glorious. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, so we are definitely um, getting ready to hear uh, these brothers' perspective on this whole situation and just, you know, everything that's going on um, as a whole. So, you know, I'm excited about it. So, if you know, without further ado, let's get to it. Back to this whole um, government shutdown situation and Trump and his... Uh, tantrum that he's doing. It's like he got beat up and he's like trying to prove that he big he's big and bad now. Like somebody must have been picking on him. You know what? We were picking on him. We mm-hmm. were picking on him for the Russia situation. He was like, no, I didn't do it. And I'm going to show you I didn't do it. And it don't even matter anymore because I'm going to do this. And he pressed the button and the whole government shut down. And now gas is $3,000. Okay. And my husband is sitting home. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> my husband Ooh. is sitting home right now. Oh, gentlemen, what, what say y'all? What what say y'all? Well, I think he's acting like uh, 
a typical narcissist, you know, you have a man that had everything given to him in life. He was mm. never told no. He doesn't understand consequences. He Ooh. is a bad businessman, sits bankruptcies, and we still elected him as president of the United Ew. States. You know, it, it, in short, I'm just going to throw on the table. Our love for people who have high notoriety, who are popular, mm-hmm. it, we replace that with intelligence. We mm-hmm. place, replace that with loyalty. We place that with good character. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you have somebody and and basically somebody who runs a corporation or a corporation itself is an immoral person who, who only works for the benefit of making profit, that's how they define it in the court system. Mm-hmm. That culture pretty much the personification of those values. He only wants what he wants. He doesn't care about the consequences of being of, of governing at, how shall I say, where the American people are really your boss. You have to consider the needs of the people, not only the needs of the government, because it's the people who put you in office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he, he doesn't want to compromise. And we have three, two other houses of government. You know, the executive branch is not the only branch in government. Right. And that was created to for checks and balances to make sure that one branch does not overthrow or have enough power to not overthrow. I'm, I'm going to lighten it up to undermine or disrupt the system that we created in this country. Trump is a joke. That's mm-hmm. all. I'm Brian, I, I, let's go back to what you said about um, the the checks and balances. Right. It, checks and balances only works when there are opposing or when when there's no majority and. The majority is on his side. That's right. Yeah. You right know? now. Yep. Yeah. Right. Right now we have we have um, a we used to have a moderately Republican leading Supreme Court. Kennedy retired. So now mm-hmm. we have Kavanaugh, who is pretty much a hard right liner. We have a majority in the Senate, and the Democrats just took over the majority of the House. And when he took office, he had the Supreme Court pretty much. He had the Senate. And he had the um, Congress. So there was no need. He didn't have any motivation to do anything other than what he wanted. But this is this is how corruption works. You believe you have the ultimate leverage and you don't have any more fiber to care about the people that have put you in charge to run the country. You are corrupt. Yep. You have no business in that office because any president who would sacrifice his own people mm-hmm. for an object, for a wall, for, I mean, He sacrificed things that were closer to him for less. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, like you said, his, the many businesses that he's had that have failed, that he always passes the buck on. This is the same situation, mm-hmm. but our society's love of an infatuation with reality stars and, and social media and, and this inside look behind the scenes is what has brought us mm-hmm. to this this place. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And now we're paying for it. Mm-hmm. We are paying for it with interest. And, and, yep, and, exactly. and, and this is nothing new. I mean, before the election, mm-hmm. I was telling people, this is the outcome if you yeah. put somebody like him in charge. And they're like, well, Trump is a businessman. He has, <laughs> he's successful. He's intelligent. He's all these things. I'm like, wait a minute. He grew up wealthy. 
He had uh, his father in the business. So Mm -hmm. he was just groomed. Let's quantify this. He was groomed to do only one thing, and that was to take over the family business. Learning how to do one thing masterfully, and obviously it wasn't because he had six damn bankruptcies, Mm -hmm. is not a replacement for intelligence. You're not intelligent because you just learn how to do one thing well, and you Mm -hmm. are automatically put into a career field that has a high-income bracket. That doesn't validate how smart you are. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. the dude eats McDonald's on a daily basis. He, I'm, I'm just gonna say that if you're gonna buy hamburgers, he, he got the hamburgers. <laughs> this dude, hamburgers. Had chicken nuggets in the White House. I've never mm-hmm. seen chicken nuggets in the White House. What? Yeah, with a candelabra. You brought out the candelabras, though, right? With a oh. candelabra on the table. Oh my God. And in fine china. Mm-hmm. For some McDonald's. Mm. And you, you know it was cold. <laughs> Listen. There's no way they kept all that warm. At all. It's somebody Five minutes after you get home, it's cold. Saying. So I know it was cold. Yeah, yeah. Y'all Ain't know, no telling how long sitting out there. That's right. You know well, if you, get, if you get some McDonald's fries, if you don't eat them jokers, by the time you get to the house, they're cold and they're going to be nasty. That's a wrap. McDonald's. Wasn't it McDonald's that that uh that that man got snapped across that counter by that girl because he thought he was gonna be her? Uh, yes, yes. Listen, if that was McDonald's. I don't think I had ever been so proud of a woman in my life, but I was supremely disappointed okay. in the men that surrounded her. Sis held uh, her own because yes. she's a boxer. But why do we have to hold our own? Why did nobody, none of the men around her step up and say, sir, you're wrong? Her manager even continued the transaction as if what had just happened didn't just happen. It did not happen. I was like, I know this. I know he is not (laughs) looking at those receipts. And to take it a step further, McDonald's tried to silence her. They had they they wouldn't let her speak for a while. Like what? Wow. (laughs) Who? Why is it that the voice, the presence of a black woman, is null and void? Gentlemen, do you like who? Can somebody answer that for me, please? I, I struggle with that yes, on a day to day basis. Please. I think I I'll go ahead and take a I take a stab at that. Um, but before I say that, um, I don't think that that guy ordered those hands with it with his order. You know he I mean? didn't, but he sure got them. His <laughs> way, he got them. He got them his way. He got them. She served up those hands like hot. Yes, you know what I mean? They was hot and they was ready. She was okay. <laughs> He almost thought he was in Little Caesars because <laughs> gave it to him. Exactly. I like the way fries with no salt. Somebody should have made a commercial, like a parody of a McDonald's commercial, and be like, you know, I'm loving it, and play that fight because that, you know, that I was loving that. I was. But um. Oh, wait, did somebody say? Did somebody say some fries to go with that salt? Did somebody say? <laughs> yeah. You got the tip. You order, you order, you order no salt, and you get your fries hot. <laughs> Y'all can use that. Y'all go to McDonald's. Come on, fries with the salt. Okay. And then there's some fries, no salt. They got, right. they got to make them. You know, it's 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 so many layers uh, to that question. 
And um, even to that video, um, it kind of begs the question, okay, um, like you just stated a few seconds ago, where were the men? Where were the young men? Where were the young brothers in that? Uh, well, we saw their their reactions and what they did. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of hard to fathom why they would try to, you know, accost her or pull her back when she wasn't the one being attacked. Right. You know what I right. mean? So um, it, it kind of... It, it 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 tends to lead us to where we are now, where you know the black woman it has become devalued, and the you know the majority of black women don't feel protected by by black men, and um you know I would say that it kind of goes back to history. I think that we should continue to allow history to be, you know, the focal point of understanding why we're at this point now in our society. I, um, I heard someone say that, you know, we living in a time now of um, chaotic social degradation, you know, mm-hmm. due to the fact that mm-hmm. we're not honoring, you know, our black women as a community, as a culture. And so, like I said, you know, if, we, if you take a look at history, um, you have to start peeling back the layers of time. And what that does, it reveals a lot of truths because, you know, people can manipulate facts. You can manipulate facts all day long. But one thing that you will never be able to do is manipulate the truth because the truth, you know, crushed down to the ground is, is going to rise again. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, um, the simple fact you know, and it's a hard fact for a lot of people to swallow, but the the scientific proof even shows us that, you know, the black woman is the mother of all creation. You know, the mm-hmm. oldest bone, the oldest human found on earth were the bones of an African black woman. You know, it, it really starts right there, you know, because when civilization began and you know, um, different societies were starting to form. Um, it, it wasn't a patriarchal society. It was very matrilineal, you know, in the way that they uh, they exercised, you know, um, things in the villages, things in the, the family structure, you know, women-owned businesses. Um, there were all types of women who were queens and rulers and politicians and you know, um, even mm. goddesses, mm-hmm. even goddesses were worshipped, um, and the, the the male deities becoming the forefront of uh, you know religion didn't come until a later a later time. You know, we talking about like maybe after three thousand BC. You know, I said I wasn't going to go subterranean, so I'm going to go semi-subterranean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and. Um, like I said, you know, just, you know, we have to just, you know, look at history. Like Dr. Clark, uh-huh. uh, John Henry Clark said, uh, research has its own rewards. And I think us mm. as a community, as a people, we're afraid somehow of, uh, you know, uncovering some things that, you know, might open our eyes to a lot of truths. Because like I said, we've been fed the wrong kind of facts for so long. And, um, you know, we have to get to a point where we break that spell by, by, by looking into history and not being ashamed or afraid of what we might find. Um, you know, with the, um, 
the 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 inception of the Western civilization came about, and the whole idea of uh, a female goddess being worshipped, you know, kind of went away. You know, it went away at an alarming rate, even so much so that um, I was doing some research and one of the sources that I was using was a a great book by an author by the name of Merlin Stone called When God Was a Woman, Mm -hmm. was that uh, in the early 1970s, they were digging up uh, burial sites in, uh, I believe it was Israel, somewhere over there. And uh, they built, they they, uh, unearthed this burial site. And what they found was that men and women, husband and wives, were being buried together. But due to the fact that by that time, women had taken a lower seat, you know, in the social circle, so to speak, mm-hmm. the men had mm-hmm. been placed higher in the grave than the woman. You know what I mean? So mm. this, you know, lends to the idea that, you know, women have begun to take a backseat in society. Like I said, when Western civilization began, it was a patriarchal thing. They wanted to have a male dominant society. Even so much so that um, when women started to take that back seat in society, fathers had the right to um, sell their daughters. They could sell them into slavery. Oh, wow. They could mm-hmm. sell them into prostitution. You know, so mm-hmm. we we have to, like I said, we have to take a look at history and understand that this is not something that just happened, the devaluing of mm-hmm. um, our women, especially our black women. You know, we, you know, we, we, we have to know what happened in the past in order to pave a new way for the future. And like I said, it's, 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 it's a hard thing to do, you know, especially for us as, you know, black folks or Africans in America or Africans worldwide or black folks worldwide. It's a hard thing for us to do, but it's necessary to start the healing process. Mm-hmm. If we start somewhere as far as researching and understanding why we do things the way we do them, maybe we won't be so hesitant or scared to unlearn those <clears throat> behavior patterns and we can change some things around. We can bring our young men back up like gentlemen and they'll take care of their women. You know, and when I say their women, I mean their sisters, their mothers, their mm. daughters, their grandmothers, their aunties. You know, it doesn't matter who that woman is. You know, if you see a sister being jumped on, why are you just standing there? Please, you know I mean? listen, I'm sorry. Where, where is this passivity coming from? Like, why the hands in the pockets, like the people are quicker. And by people in this instance, I'm I'm speaking of gentlemen, the the boys, the males, let's say males that were there were quicker to pull out a phone to record exactly. the situation mm-hmm. than they were exactly. to actually intervene in the situation. Like what? Right. Well, I think, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I think that's a part of it, too. We, 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 um, you know, it's, it's the, it's the systematic breakdown of society, you know, um, mm-hmm. basic, basic science teaches us that in order for any kind of organism, you know, from, from an elephant down to a small, you know, rodent in a field, in order for those organisms to survive, they have to be able to do two things, protect themselves from their predators and find mm-hmm. food, find sustenance. And, you know, we haven't been able to protect ourselves from the dominant society in this country, you know, so we've taken on a lot of their behaviors, 
we haven't been able to protect mm-hmm. ourselves from them. Thus, we turn our aggression towards ourselves. Therefore, not being able to, you know, now that our women cannot protect themselves from us, you know, and it, and right. it kind of there's a duality involved because, you know, you have some females who, you know, feel like, you know, I'm independent. I don't need a man, you know. And so, like I said, mm-hmm. it's a systematic breakdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, right. and, and they kind of they kind of help that along with the breakdown of the of the black family, mm-hmm. and then you know you have things like the feminist movement that has added to that as well, and it's and and we have to get to a place where we say you know what there's nothing wrong with the woman being strong, but you know what let's be strong together. Together, right? Build me up for a purpose that benefits us. Yeah, we have to be strong for each other together, mm-hmm. not not separate entities. It doesn't work mm-hmm. that way. And also, may I add, you know, I think it's kind of crazy for any black woman to be a feminist because when that movement started, that wasn't even about you. Listen, <laughs> I didn't see no brown faces up there with Gloria Steinem. No. Okay. No. When Margaret Sanger started her feminist movement, it had nothing to do with black women. None. It had everything to do with making sure that black women were not giving birth to healthy babies. You know, because, you know, a little known fact, I don't know if the listeners know, but, you know, if they look up Margaret Sanger, she's um, considered a pioneer when it comes to abortion. Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. You know, and Planned, exactly, Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. So, we, like I said, we have to be, you know, investigators as far as our history is concerned first. And then we can understand where this behavior comes from and we can learn it because just the same way we we learned it from being you know exposed to it we can unlearn you know and i think that's kind of the springboard the diving board where we should start with you know the whole movement to you know bring the gentleman back and keep women keep our women you know um on that pedestal you know because there was a time when you know, we looked at our black women and we, you know, um, held them in high regard, mm. you know. But it, a lot of that just had so much to do with us seeing the strong, seeing them as being vulnerable, you know. Mm-hmm. I can remember growing up, you know, looking at pictures of Angela Davis, uh, the sisters that were involved with the Black Panther Party. And, yeah, they, they did seem strong. You know, they had afros mm-hmm. that were wearing, you know, leather jackets black, you know, dark sunglasses, and they did seem strong, and they were strong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were side by side with the, you know, with the male members of the party, even in the mm-hmm. Nation of Islam. You know, you had a lot of sisters who were, you know, in- instrumental in making the Nation of Islam what it was. Um, even if you want to take it to um, Dr. King, you know, Coretta, she stayed by his side, even through, you know, the... uh extramarital affairs that he was mm-hmm. going to have mm-hmm. had. She was right, right there. You know, um, Shirley Chisholm. You know, the list goes on and on. So you mentioned a long list of some amazing women, and that brings me to a question for our listeners. 
Are you searching for a tribe of purpose-driven, goal-oriented, like-minded women who like to travel and enjoy sisterhood? It sounds like Dimples and Diamonds is exactly what you're looking for. So head on over to www.dimplesanddiamonds.org to check out our organization. Take a glance at the calendar for upcoming events in your area, and be sure to visit our shop for deals on official Dimples and Diamonds merch. Don't leave without enrolling on our VIP mailing list so you can receive your VIP card and be the first to receive newsletters and special announcements on everything Dimples and Diamonds. So head on over to www.dimplesanddiamonds.org right now. So what I was going to say was, you know, um, I know you mentioned, um, Dave, about uh, community and you talked about um, how back in um, in in Africa how um, it was a you know it, and, and we bought this over here on on you know over over on this side I don't know how we got away from it but you know about it it, it taking a, a a village or a tribe um, to um, to raise a, a, the community and so somehow we've gotten like you said uh, we we've lost that we've lost that way um, in you know in today's society it just seems like to me when we when we talk about the devaluation of, of black women and you know uh, mm-hmm. we've had this uh, this uh, documentary surviving R. Kelly I don't know um, if you guys have had a chance to watch all six um, episodes or like the comedian said on um, Wendy Williams today all he thought it was 12 episodes and he was just watching them over and over it was looping he didn't have It was a a six-part series, so I don't know if you guys had a chance to look at them all or any of them. Were you guys able to see them? Well, well, I I purposely didn't watch. You know, I can't speak for anybody but myself. I purposely didn't watch it simply because I chose not to uh, participate in the message that they were trying to send. Um, I always look at the timing of, of, of things that happen within our society, okay. within our culture, because this is right on the heels of the Bill Cosby scandal. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't speak for anybody else, like I said, but I can only speak for me and my perspective. And I feel like this is just uh, adding fuel to the fire and to the idea that black men are sexual predators you know, and that we engage in sexual deviance and, you know, we just, we, we can't control ourselves, you know, because I think that mm-hmm. that's the overarching idea. And, um, like okay. I said, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to get into it. You know, um, I would be lying if I said that I didn't jam to R. Kelly's music before, you know, and okay. I am familiar, <laughs> I am familiar with the allegations and I'm very familiar with, you know, um, the length of time that supposedly these things have been going on. But, you know, not to go tit for tat, but we know, um, you know, one of, you know, white America's sweethearts is Elvis Presley. And he, he married uh, Lisa Marie, I believe, when she was 16 or Fact. 15. I think she was 15. Mm-hmm. Right. She was 15. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, like I said, you know, we, we didn't know enough you know, to look at um, the behavior of the, you know, the quote unquote dominant society in order to not mock or, um, you know, imitate their behavior, you know. Okay. And like I said, you know, you we, we still have to kind of look at things like, you know, 
this is this is a this is a society that's supposedly um, based off of you know a high moral code, but over across the world in another country, they have arranged marriages where you know young girls are being married off at fourteen. Now that begs the question, you know, where do you draw the line? Um, do you have mm-hmm. to draw the line by saying, well, this is about simply sexual deviance with the minor and not about love or marriage or should it be mm-hmm. a question of you know how right is it how right is it for a young girl to be married off at 14 years old mm-hmm. you know when she's just really you know you know becoming a teenager you know she's not she's not actually a full-grown woman you know but mm-hmm. you know there's you know, there's a lot of questions. It's a, as with anything, as with most things, I think it's a multi-layered situation. I don't think it's a cut right. and dry black and white situation. You know, with this whole R. Kelly thing, you can't just say, "Hey, he's a monster, right. and he needs to be put away." Unless you, you look know. at the root of the problem, mm-hmm. right? You have to, and that's what they've conditioned us to do. We've always. Mm-hmm looked at the condition and not the cause of the condition. Mm-hmm. You know, we know okay. hurt people hurt people. Yeah. You know, because as I understand it, he said that um he was abused as a child. Six to you eight, know, six so, to twelve, six to thirteen. Right. So, you know, he's he's had some problems, he's had some issues with abuse and he turns around and he, you know, exhibits that same behavior. So I think, you know, the bottom line is we have to realize that, you know, you know, if, if, if you're damaged by something, it's usually caused by some type of trauma. Therefore, you know, we should not be surprised when you project that same damage on someone else. Okay. Okay. Can I just, I want to chime in right quick. Okay. Because I know you, um, yeah. The, <laughs> I was just about to go there. Um, okay. You know, Sorry you you mentioned, and I, I I respect everybody's decision for you know those people who decided to watch the um, documentary and those who di- who didn't de- decided not to watch the documentary. And um, the reasoning that you gave, I can definitely respect. Um, I've heard some other reasonings that people have given that was just you know. <laughs> I ain't even about to go there tonight, but, um, but yeah, um, you mentioned about the Elvis Presley situation where he met, he married Priscilla at what, at 15 years old. Um, I, I believe that there's a difference between a person who is a, uh, sexual predator, so to speak, or a pedophile, as opposed to, like you said, it could be a situation that a person married, um, for love. I don't think in R. Kelly's situation that this was a situation that was done out of love. Um, again, you brought up the fact that he was um, abused as a as a child. And um, I, I believe um, that there are many people who, and I've, I've dealt with women, I'm, I, I counsel women who have um, been, uh, have been abused or molested um, as children. Um, like you said, in, in my background is in mental health, so I, I dealt with that when I was in the military as well um, with uh, sexual predators that were in the military. Um, sometimes, you know, to me, it, it all boils down to a choice. Um, you can either choose to be a victim or you could choose to be a victor. Um, like you said, hurt people hurt people. Um, yes, that is true. Um, but, you know, 
I, like you said, it's a multi-layered situation, and I don't think, well, like you said, we don't, we may not know enough. I don't know anything about um, Elvis other than the fact that he married Priscilla. I'm not sure I hadn't heard anything else about him dealing with other women that were underage. It could have very well been a situation where he might have met her and thought she was older than what she actually was. We never know because we weren't there, but um, I did watch the documentary. Um, by me watching the documentary, I saw some. It brought some things back to my perspective, and I know, um, I know quite a few of you gentlemen um, that are on the line. I went to school with you all, and I, I don't know how many of you all are familiar with the fact that um, R. Kelly actually came to um, our one of our high school graduations um, back in 1992. Are you guys familiar with that situation? Uh, pra graduation practice. Are y'all familiar with that situation? <laughs> I heard about it, but I, I wasn't familiar with it at, at the time. Okay. Uh, BMO, were, Same here. did you hear about it? Y'all yeah, heard, heard about it. it. Okay. Yeah, but I wasn't there. All right. Okay. I was in the 10th grade at the time, so I was at school at the time. And so, um, I, you know, when I'm watching the documentary here, the fact that he um, likes to troll schools um, in search of younger uh, women. Um, he came there trolling um, at that graduation practice. That was something that I thought my own, you know, was, was privy to because I was at the high school at the time. And uh, I, I had a friend of mine who ended up being one of the young ladies that he ended up picking up on his troll and took back to the hotel at the time. And at that time, you know, we're thinking, you know, R. Kelly, you know, he's, I think he had, um, that's what, I don't even know what his first album, first one or two albums that he had out at the time, but whatever play. songs were popular. What was it? Honey Love and all that. Well play. Uh -huh. was out then. Well play. Yeah. And so, yeah, Honey Love and all that was out. So, um, so we're just thinking, oh, you know, this R. Kelly, he's coming, you know, we, they, we had a big star come up to the graduation practice, but not in our, in our young minds, we weren't thinking like, this is a grown man. Why is he up here at this, you know, why is he up here at the school um, trying to, you know, holler at or pick up girls. But when I watched the documentary, it brought all of that into perspective for me. It was like, yeah, he, he, that, he does do that because he, I, I witnessed that. So, yeah, you know, um, my thing is, you know, yeah, people have, you know, the, the may have issues or that may be his, his vice or the thing that he, he may need help with. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. But a person can't get help until they realize that they have a problem. And, um, like I said, you know, we, we saw the responses on social media, how people came to the defense of R. Kelly. Yes, I listened to mm -hmm. R. Kelly back in the day. Um, it, I listened to it, you know, even after the situation came out with uh, Aaliyah because, I, again, I was young at the time, not realizing, you know, what, what it was. You know, we just hear stuff and right, what was going on. And we didn't have social media, and we couldn't really see proof of things like we have it today. You know, it, you know, what do they say? When it's posted on social media, that makes it official nowadays. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Post things on social media. <clears throat> and so we, we heard about the documents that were in Cook County Courthouse, but I didn't actually 
see the documents. You know, I just heard that there were documents of their marriage. So again, you know, I don't know if they did or not. That's where I was back then. I didn't know if he, you know, really married her or if he didn't marry her. What solidified it for me was when the videotape came out and I saw Uh the video and I saw the girl that was on that tape. Uh, She was a girl. Baby. She was a baby girl, a A little girl. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) all baby. Didn't have a, not what, these things and not a curve. Mm -mm. At all. Curved in a baseball, you know. Mm -hmm. And so this grown man, you know, up on that tape, having relations with this little girl. I was done. It was over with for me. No more R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't step in the nut nothing. It it was a wrap for (laughs) me. Okay. You yeah. can't find him on none of my playlists. I he ain't on my he wouldn't know my wedding play <laughs> playlist, and we was not saying right. the name of love at my reception. No, Mm-mm. not at all. And it's so, funny, like people have been saying, "Oh well, that's that don't have nothing to do with his music," and it you can't art imitates life, and life imitates art. You they they are so heavily intertwined that you can't separate the two like the songs his and especially in R. Kelly's case because those songs he was writing about his actual experiences those (laughs) around the experiences of those around him so it's no like that argument is just dead in the water but if I if I may um pose a question um sure I think it's um you know only right to ask or to inquire like you know, isn't isn't that kind of been the um, the the behavior for especially for our culture? Like we we tend mm-hmm. to, you know, um, we don't like to see our stars drug through the mud. Mm-hmm. But at what point are we going to um, check them and not say all is forgiven because they make a great album? Or they make a right. great movie, or mm-hmm. you know, they they you know they have some skill or some talent that you know we seem to deem as being you know valuable to us. You know, we have to make the decision to be awake. Like we have to you know make the decision to to say no more because right. when when it, when he was I believe and I can fly. Oh, we was bamboozled. Le baby, oh, he was real up. confused. He 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 number one us clean up out that case. They yes, that did. court case dr- dragged on for drug on for five years, years six five years years years. Mm-hmm. And he was flying and what was that other song he came out with? He like that ignition and, and all of it else. like chop. It it was. Like nobody, it it really seemed the media spun it so that the person that we were being entertained by and the person that was on trial was two separate people. Like it was impossible Mm -hmm. for this to be R. Kelly. Look at all this amazing thing, all these amazing songs he's given us. Singing with choirs. Who let they choir sing with him? Everybody. Pretty much. (laughs) Girl, they said he left he he left a court proceeding 
and went straight to the church and was singing, I believe I can fly with yeah. the choir in the church. Right after he right. left the courthouse in the people told him. But see, that, that even, even that situation alone, you know, in that particular instance, goes back to, you know, one of the points that I was making, um, you know, we, we've been so damaged, you know, as a people in this society that we've, you know, gotten to the point where we'll overlook, you know, mm-hmm. any type of deviant behavior mm-hmm. and forgive, you know, one of our quote unquote heroes just based off the fact that we like, man, you know, they're trying to drag another one of us down. You know, Always they're trying to trying drag to another a black one. black man down. Yeah, you know, or either a black woman for that matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember um, growing up, you know, in the 90s, um, huge boxing fan. I thought Mike Tyson was the, you know, I thought he was, you know, the man. That guy. You know, so to to hear that initially he was going to be in prison, for allegations of rape or, you know, sexual um, assault, you know, I was hurt. And then, you know, all of the case, all of the, uh, the details about the case began to unravel and unfold. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, something stinks about this. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I think that's, you know, that's, that's where we need to, you know, like I said, dig in and investigate a little bit more because, This R. Kelly situation, you know, wasn't as brief as the Mike Tyson situation. You know, like you said, this this is right. this has been going on for some time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when they found Mike, boom, he went to jail. He went to prison. That was it. He was he lost his boxing license. <laughs> he was gone for three years. You know, this 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 um this R. Kelly situation. This guy, he I don't think he's ever seen the inside of a you know uh, Ever. A jail or, you know what I'm saying anything like that you know but even at Mm-mm. the same time you know there's you know like you uh, mentioned in the beginning there's a split a divide between you know did he do it or you know maybe he didn't do it or as you also mentioned there's women coming to his defense so you know it, like I said, it just it leads to the idea that, you know, we want our people, as far as our heroes, you know, our quote unquote heroes are concerned or our stars, we want the best for them. And we want to believe that they wouldn't participate in that kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, they're not perfect. Right. You know, and we have to we have to, I guess, come to terms, come to grips with that, no matter how good of an athlete they are, no matter how good mm-hmm. of a star um, performer they are, we have to come to terms with that somehow. And that was a, one of the main points that, you know, we, we, we had a lot of, well, I, at least I know I have um, been um, privy to a lot of the social media debates that have taken place online um, these past couple of weeks since this documentary has aired. I know um, uh, BMO um, was a part of one that I was in um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
reference to uh, this situation and, um, you know, talking about, you know, where you said about, you know, I, I mentioned and, and you just mentioned about the women coming to the defense of of R. Kelly. We, as, uh, as a people, not hold this man accountable um, for, you know, or any of our uh, heroes accountable for the things that they are done. And I think, again, it starts with, with us as a community um, to, you know, to hold uh, our, hold, uphold them and to make them accountable. And I think that's the power of social media nowadays, things that we didn't have when it, when this R. Kelly case um, or these out, these allegations begin to surface uh, 10 years ago, uh, we did not have, you know, these social media platforms to be able to voice um, our opinions and to be able to um, stand up for uh, what we feel um, is is right. Um, I, I'm, I, I myself felt for these women, and like I said, you know, um, I, I would just, you know, people people have their rights um, to their opinion. Everybody have one. Like my grandma said, you know, you you have one. Everybody got a got an opinion. Everybody got a butthole, right? And so, um, yeah. So have your opinion, but at least have some substance behind um, your opinion. People just been shooting off the collar and off the cuff um, when it comes to this um, R. Kelly situation and. Um, um, like I said, in the debate that we had, um, you know, the other day online where the gentleman was just, you know, calling the young. And again, I think we're getting the the getting the lines blurred because we're seeing these women on TV now. They're older. They're grown women with children of their own. But when the situation happened, they were 13, 14, babies. 15 years old, mm-hmm. babies when this happened. And so we're, we're not seeing the babies. We're seeing the grown women on TV, but not remembering that, hey, you got a minus 10 years off of their age. And mm-hmm. so, you know, on when we were having this uh, discussion online um, the other day that this, this young man was just, you know, calling these young girls um, out their names. H's and B's is what he, yeah. you know yeah. what the the verbiage that he chose, and I was just like, you know, why would you know why is this man, you know, de- degrading these or uh, black women online and and what what did he say? Like one Brian, he was like, you know, they sh- they should not have. What he said, laid he up said, there, opening um, legs or something to this man or something. The, the the first insult he said, "F those L A H O E S, they ate about S H I blank." And then the next day, the next day, he had the nerve to make a comment about the degradation of black women, in the sense of that we are letting our black children be adopted by other people of, a ra- of other races. So how what? dare these other people degrade the black woman, okay, in our communities. So I eloquently said, yeah, we should protect the black our black woman. We should do everything we can to keep the family together as a black men. That's our responsibility. But you can't do that when you call children mm-hmm. B's and H's. And mm-hmm. I, I quoted him. I, I copied exactly what he said and pasted it. So you can't claim to be the protector of black women. Mm-hmm. And then the day before, you're saying F those BHs. And they were children. Okay? Mm-hmm. You can't. You. That's the problem with our community and, and some of the people in our community mm-hmm. is they pick and choose what to follow. Yes. You can't mm-hmm. be a man of substance 
when you don't look at information openly and collectively. Okay. And to be honest with you, I watched the documentary. I, I, I couldn't watch all of them because it was too hard to watch. Yeah. But I, I came to the conclusion personally that um, R. Kelly had a large enough platform for over a decade. And, mm-hmm. and I don't like how it came out. I don't like the way it came out. But it was the accounts of the females. So I want to hear what they had to say. Mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. I owe it to them to, to just to just listen, even if I didn't agree, but just listen. Mm-hmm. And basically what they said was they pretty much outlined the things that most people didn't know. They didn't know his predatory behaviors. They didn't know how he would lure a woman. You know, the concept of, of, oh, the parents just wanted money. You know, some of these women, some of these girls, they were babies. Some of these girls were were abused before the parents even came into the picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Yep. And, 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 and that brings up some serious questions about our, our, our culture. And, not, and it's not just black culture, because just like, just like uh, Dave said, you know, white celebrities, white people in power, they go through the same thing of, of this worship. But then where does the line stop? You know, am I supposed to sacrifice little girls and black women being abused just to maintain the image of the black man? Mm. And and that's the conflict that I fight with every day. And, and to be honest with you, I, I came to the conclusion that, you know what? Black men fail black women. I'm just going to say it. Mm. We mm. failed them mm. because we knew that this was going on for decades. But what did we do? We swept it under the rug. We didn't want to hear anything negative about R. Kelly. We gave him the benefit of the doubt when we had dozens of women mm. to say that this is happening. Mm-hmm. And we did not take care of it. That created a vacuum. Yeah. And then we are upset when our story is told by someone else, when we did not take care of it. Mm. Our community did nothing. We, we turned a blind eye. And, and, and honestly, it is, just like they said, it was a survival function. If, if mm-hmm. you can't get support and you can't have your voice be told by your own community, you have to do what you have to do. You will find some way to survive. You will have to go outside your community because there's no support there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how, am I, how am I to feel? Okay. I, I have to have priorities. I, I, I do. You know, the, the livelihoods and the lives of my people are more important than the image. Mm-hmm. And, mm. and even though I don't like that image and I wish it didn't happen that way, I have to acknowledge that blood is thicker than rhetoric. It's, it's thicker than status. It's more important than that. And if we don't handle it, I really can't feel bad for them. I can't, I can't be angry or, or show animosity because mm-hmm. they have to have the story told. And, and honestly... If the if the feminist movement or whoever movement said, okay, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna listen to you, we're gonna we're gonna let you tell your story, and if they benefit from it, you know what, we dropped the ball. So what can we say about that? Right. We dropped the ball, and yes. it ain't right. We we can we can understand that there is disparities in the criminal justice system, 
we understand that there is things that, that, that happen in America that are, are pretty much systemically driven to make us appear to be um, violent, um, rapists, because you know this country was founded on the pretty much the, um, the, the, the protection of white virtue. You know, we've had riots, we've had whole cities burnt to the ground with stuff like that. But that is not an excuse for us not being accountable for our actions. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't give them a platter and hand it to them and say, well, why did why did this happen? We mm-hmm. have to have our priorities, and we have to protect our women because. If you leave a void, they have to have some way to get that out. And Black America turns mm-hmm. their heads. And I'm gonna say this real quick because even today there are stories that are coming out that mm-hmm. um, Beyonce's father would re- refuse to yep. let his Destiny's Child work with R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. He refused to, and he said that R. Kelly wanted them to come and do music at midnight. Mm-hmm. What? You know, he was like, no. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And 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 Aaliyah, they're saying now that Aaliyah was actually forced to marry R. Kelly. R. Kelly said we're going to get married. Mm. And they got married, and they were said, and she was told to if anybody ever asks you about us being married, to say that we're close friends. He had his hand on his Yeah, they they showed a clip of wow. them on a an interview. Interview when they were wearing wow. matching suits. And, wow. and, yeah. Then, then yeah, and then his handlers forged his forged her age, and yeah. then her parents found out. Her parents found out had the marriage annulled, but they wanted to keep it to keep it secret because they didn't want to talk about it because they were afraid. Right, and, and they didn't want to mess career. up her image. Yeah, exactly. they didn't want to ruin exactly. her image. So Damon Dash said, when they were talking, when he when he asked her about R. Kelly, she would just say, oh, "I don't want to talk about it." He he was a horrible person. He was a bad person, and and he just never dug deeper into the situation because he did not want to trigger her or upset her because it, to her it appeared to be a very traumatizing event. Mm. So now the question is, if they knew this was happening. Why did they not give the black community some sort of clue, signal, whatever? You know, and then that per- um, perpetuated for over a decade. And, and he was like the black Harvey Weinstein. It, it mm-hmm. appeared that, that most of black mm-hmm. Hollywood knew what kind of duty he was. People didn't, yeah. even, didn't even want to work with work with R. Kelly. Yeah. And, and and when Aaliyah when and when the um allegations about Aaliyah came out, um nobody wanted to work with Aaliyah and that's when um Tim Melanie and Missy Elliott worked with her. You know? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. pretty much helped her maintain her career. So it, it to sum it up, I'm I'm just gonna be honest with this with this whole thing in my from my perspective. We cannot worship our celebrities mm-hmm. or, or our leaders to the point where they destroy the very people who support them. Every time we Turn a blind eye and think about this. Most crime, uh, most crime that happens in, in in communities are perpetuated by their own predators. So, like ninety percent of black crime um, happens to black people by black people. Ninety percent mm-hmm. of white crime happens to white mm-hmm. people by white people. Every time we let uh, a criminal go, they come back and they they commit more crimes against us. We mm-hmm. allow it to happen so he can come back and repeat 
those same abuses that he did to, to girls before. Yeah. So what, so what what do we say about that? What do black men say about that when we let this stuff slide for so long? You know, I can't say nothing but, hey, it's our fault. We should have did better. I'm sorry that it happened. And we need to, we really need to protect our women. We really do. Because at the end of the day, nothing matters more than the lives of our, of our people. That's so, priority. At this point, like today, what is today? January 16th, 2019. What does protecting our women look like? How how do we move forward in that? I think I think first of all, we need to dismantle the, the, the misogynist behaviors that we have because we can't be, we can't claim to protect the virtues of black women when we put them on a, on a lower standard than than um, than us when it comes to um, at, at least credibility. For one, you know, we have to mm-hmm. we have to focus on build rebuilding or building those relationships and 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 really. It, it, we need to listen. You know, here's, here's the reality that, I, that I've known. And, and, and 10 years ago, the, the, the BMO 10 years ago, we're not understanding this, but the BMO today does. I know more women who, who have been abused than I have, than, than not have been abused. Yep. And, and, that, and that just really brings it home that how prevalent mm-hmm. sexual abuse is in, in, in our community. And not to say it doesn't happen in any other community, but that's the reality. That's where I have to measure everything that I believe with what happens to our people and take it from there. And we have to acknowledge it. Just like Dave said, we have to acknowledge the systems that got us to this point. But Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be an excuse to let somebody just get away with committing crimes. Hey, Elvis Presley did it. Why don't we? Why can't our Kelly do it? Well, they're both... They both did something inappropriate, so why 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 could we not handle have our people held accountable? You know, just because right. we got away with it doesn't mean that we should give Garfield a pass. You know. Right. But we can also acknowledge um the issues that, that, that are in our criminal justice system and, and, and the issues that happen to black men being being villainized in, mm-hmm. in, in in the news and our women being being sexualized. Those are our valid arguments and but they're but they're not mutually exclusive. Mm-mm. You know, you 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 know, you can't you can't blend them together, and then say that this is this is the way things are is not. Um, I just think that we can we can have those debates. We can we can hold R. Kelly accountable, and then we can ensure that he has fair treatment under the law at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and that's how I feel. I can recognize the disparity, the disparities in our community and our, under under our, our laws. But at the same time, that is a separate argument rather than why are we giving him a pass and we shouldn't. And, and can I just add this, just to piggyback off of what uh, Brian just said? We, I think we also, you know, this is a great, you know, dialogue and open conversation to have between. Um, you know, men and women in our community, because it um, it adds to the effect that you know we we need a, a healthy balance of the masculine and the female energy because we both we both have that. You know what I mean? So this is a great forum for us to um, discuss this on. But at the same time, um, as a father who has two little girls. You know, my wife reminded me of something, or not even reminded me. She let me know something 
um, a long time ago, you know, because my daughters are seven and six right now. And my first child was a, was a son. So I wasn't familiar on how to raise or how to, you know, treat my daughters. You know, I have one sister, um, you know, my little sister. And, you know, that's my that's my homie. That's my <laughs> that's my little sister. And um, I've never had little girls before. And she said, you know, you know, be very careful with the way that you treat the little girls because their first idea of what a man is like is going to be based off of their relationship with you. So with that being said, I think when we get to a place as a black man and we start, you know, caring and actually, um, you know, thinking about how our women, how our counterparts see us, it'll change a lot of this deviant behavior. It'll it'll change the verbal abuse. It'll change the physical mm-hmm. abuse. It'll change the emotional abuse that we project on them, you know, from time to time. But we have to get to a place where we actually care about how they see us and how we see each other. Right. And, and, and that's why I think um, the concept of community is very important because community is, is basically the the checks and balances of society. I grew up in a, in a matriarch, a matriarch. You know, we had a, mm-hmm. a grandmother who 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 managed everyone, who who made sure that that people in our family were behaving properly, that that we that that they were held to a moral standard. And if a relative got a line, she called the troops, and we fell in line. And we made sure that it got corrected. It wasn't nothing when one of our uncles went off at the hip and said something crazy about what they're not going to do and what they're going to do. And we, and, you know, and our grandmother marched right over there and said, oh, the heck you ain't. You right. do this because you know that this is wrong. Yeah. And, and we don't have that anymore. And, and, and that's the sad part about it because uh, and maybe the generation um, is after us, our generation, you know, they believe more in self-preservation. And, and, and self-preservation is, is, is destructive to the community because nobody is looking out for each other anymore. There was a lot of ecosystems where we're from, okay? But for the people who were there for years, there was a strong white supremacist um, mechanism. And we grew up in a time where we had no choice but to stick together because we had to protect each other. You know, mm-hmm. so other other um, ecosystems, you know, maybe military, some people from up north, they didn't have to deal with that stuff. So they didn't have to worry about, you know, watching your brother's back or making sure that 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 that, you know, Mike got home. OK, you know, from mm-hmm. the club, you know, because he went to a certain city where they may, you know, arrest him because he's black. You know, they don't have those those experiences, so they, don't, they, didn't, they didn't have a need to unify like that. But that's mm-hmm. what we we need to shed this idea of individualism, exclusive individualism, and start thinking about your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your neighbor's mother, your neighbor's father. Mm-hmm. Because that's mm-hmm. the only way that we're going to get ahead. We have to be a collective, you know. And I feel yeah. part of the conspiracy is that. We were we have been conditioned to believe that we have to look out for number one. Yep. Every day, all day, look out for number one. But if you know being black in America that there is American patriotism and there's a another layer right under it, or maybe right above it. I haven't determined which one. 
where where they make sure that these systems benefit them and, mm-hmm. and, and, it's, and it's autonomous they will they, it just happens you, you, you apply for a job you might not get the job for, for scrupulous reasons you may get overcharged for automobile mm-hmm. you know you may not get that apartment redlining know? is real exactly mm-hmm. exactly and these things happen automatically because they are they have the idea of self-preservation staying mm-hmm. on top and they work together while they tell us not to work together right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can take that back to the um the the montgomery uh bus boycott it wouldn't work unless everybody boycott mm-hmm. wow that's, that's a right. good example there that's a real good example. It's not going to work as half of us do it. <laughs> right. Uh, and you can take that nope. back, you know, you bring that forward to the day. What if every black NFL player kneeled? Right. What, are they going to do, kick them all out? Listen, right. they ain't going to have no game. <laughs> you know what's funny? Who's going to watch that game? Who's going to play? Let me pose this question to the group. Um... Do you feel that there's a shift happening within our community? Do you feel that, you know, with the current presidency that we have in office, do you think that there is a shift um, taking place within our community where we're, we're starting to realize that we have to depend on one another? Uh, a proverb that I heard not too long ago, it says, when you replace the I with we, even illness becomes wellness. Mm. So we have to get mm-hmm. to a place when we realize, hey, we need each other. I, I may not rock with you on everything that you believe or everything that you you um, are on board with, but we're of the same community, whether you like it or not, and we need each other. Right. You know, now, of course, that's it. The, there are some of us <laughs> who probably, you know, are going to, you know, remain exclusive because they feel like um, they're um, better than most better than, you know, mm-hmm. the, the PhDs and the degrees that they may have. And they have a place in um, society and it's usually siding with the dominant you know, culture, but for those of us who want to move in the same direction, because that's the only way that anything can get done. You know, um, there's an old African proverb that says, you know, an army of ants, you know, can take down an elephant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we all mm-hmm. have to be willing to attack that elephant. You know, so like I said, my question to the group is, do you feel like things are changing, like things are moving in that direction right now? I, I, I'd like to answer that. Um, I feel like it, things are changing. It's just my hope that we don't have to face disaster in order for us to understand the necessity in banning together. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, when you take the I out of, when you change the I to we, in illness, it becomes wellness. Well, how sick do we have to become before we can better ourselves? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Um, can I, um, I, I saw a very interesting interview, and I'm going to kind of segue this back into R. Kelly, because it, it really hit home, it, it, more of a concept of it. I don't know if any of you heard of this gentleman called Ed Buck. He he uh, was a gentleman who actually um, killed some people. 
and they found dead bodies in his yard recently. He right. was, he's, he's a wealthy guy. He's a Democratic donor. And, yeah. and wasn't and it two was, black men that they found mm-hmm. dead? It's it, been it numerous. Was, it, yeah, numerous <laughs> black men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I was watching the interview, um, and they had this, uh, this 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 scholar, this brother on there, um, Royal Martin, and he brought up a strong point that the support system for for men or support system for the disenfranchised wasn't there in the black community. So th- they were easy prey for people like Ed Buck. Mm-hmm. And and if and, and it was the lack of that support that allowed him to take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we shun everybody that we don't agree with and we turn our backs on anyone, on women, on men, on whoever, it doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. if we if we turn our backs and we give them no support, they're gonna be vulnerable. They're gonna find other ways to to survive, you know. And he took it he took advantage of the poor. He took advantage of the, the the, the drug addicted. He took advantage, you know, of people who usually wouldn't even do those things, but they were in need. They were addicted. They were. They didn't have any money. You know, things that under normal circumstances most people wouldn't do. So when it comes to black women, and it made me think about R. Kelly, that we created that vacuum. Black America did because we never took the allegations seriously. We worshipped this man. We gave him everything that we had. We we turn uh, our eye at the 21 videotapes. We turn our eye at the multiple women. The one gentleman mm-hmm. said in, in, a, in a previous discussion about um, about the, two, the the court case that happened in 2002. And I'm like, well, what about the girls today? You know, some of these girls until 2002 weren't even born. So how can you right. just assume that because that 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 him not being guilty today? Has I mean twenty years ago or ten years ago has any bearing on the issues that happen that are happening today, you know? So, with that being said, we need to get together. We 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 need to rally our troops. We need to focus on unity and 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 let the black community handle things within the community, you know, and and not push people out of the community just because we don't agree with them, you know handle our, our issues internally but keep up keep people together because if we would have handled our business 20 years ago there wouldn't have been a need for a documentary would there that's true that's mm-hmm. true you make a so, real good point but let me you know let me play devil's advocate you know really quick we're the only community that's not allowed to handle our own problems um, if you if you look at it from a demographic point of view, um, the Native American community um, has their own constitutions. They have their own law enforcement and, and a lot of their reservations. And you know you you don't want to be you know um, trying to enforce you know your will upon or impose your will upon these people in these in this community because you know they will clap back in a hurry. It seems like to me we're the only group of people here in this country that don't have that luxury. Whenever we try to get together and do something on our own, here comes, you know, the, the I like to call it the hit job. You know what I mean? Something gets hit. They hit us with some alternative facts. 
They hit us with um, infiltration, uh, COINTEL PRO, i.e. the Black Panther Party. You know what I mean? They kind of implode the whole operation from the inside because some of us are so willing to please them that we'll work even against ourselves, you know? Right, right. But my, my question is, where do we draw the line? Because, you know, you know, just like and, and just to follow what you were saying, you know, even even the Nixon administration said that it was their priority to associate heroin with blacks and marijuana with Mexicans so they can destroy our communities and, and vilify us night after night on the news. That that is a quote. But it 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 comes to a question of our behavior and how we respond to certain things. You know, and and we have to understand, and, and every black man should understand how this country works, that we know that these, these, these disparities exist, but it is our choice to, to perpetuate them or not. So as a man talking to another man, you know, you know what, what would I say if, if uh, a woman was sexually abused? Oh, she just H and let's not worry about what, what she has to say. And why is that? Was it because uh, I like a popular, I like a popular singer? I mean, that's just not good enough. You know, we have to hold ourselves to a certain standard. Just because they don't doesn't mean that we shouldn't. And, right. and we have to be consistent. Point. Yeah, and we have right. to be consistent because we we can't we can't help the environment that we're in, but we can hold ourselves to a higher standard. And okay. still is still outcry about the injustices that happen in this country, you know. Right. It's like, and and if and if and I as a man, I, I can't. I have a very hard time trying to protect someone who's had multiple homes with multiple women. He basically had a harem, you know. And, and even if, yep. if and even if I had to gauge it off the off of quantifying the evidence, you know, mm-hmm. what what do I say? All right. Here's 15 said that our that said our Cully um, had had underage relations with them. None of them met each other before, but they all pretty much said the same thing, speaking from the same script. Mm-hmm. I just can't I just can't walk away from that and and not say okay we have a problem. We're this is a problem. This is a problem. It, it is a problem, and I agree with you 150 percent. But what we haven't tapped into during this discussion is turning the situation on its ear and, you know, touching on the fact that we live in, you know, and I'm going to just say it because, you know, it needs to be said, we're kind of living in a whole culture right now where it's popular for women to be promiscuous. So, you know, with, like I said, the whole situation needs some order of balance. Right. So we've we've gone so far into, you know, the devaluing of women, we haven't discussed, you know, their hand in devaluing themselves because that is that's a sticky conversation and you know, men can get attacked like you know what I mean, like like really um ferociously for even making that point, but we have to examine and we have to unpack because that is going on. I think that's a subject that women should, you know, maybe police themselves. But what what about individuals? When a man gets into it, you kind of 
I, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree too. Based on the fact that the the at the opposite of that argument is well, you know, the idea of men or boys and their pants sagging was created where and why is it still being perpetuated? Like there right. are going to be sheep in every crowd. Right. Uh, but he, but here's the thing though, and 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 I understand what what you're saying, Dave, and I, I and I and I believe that we have to have accountability at all levels. And then that's my that's my point is it, prioritizing accountability. And we have to look at each situation in context. Because there's there's a difference between having a a, a a promiscuous culture between black women, but the question is how, how much is that a culture or how much is that a stereotype? Because right. black women has been over sexualized for centuries. Now the second thing is is the situation that happened with R. Kelly. You know how 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 do I feel as far as responsibility when a grown man is having sexual relations with a with 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 a minor? Okay, in my mind, it doesn't matter what that minor intentions were. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how she was raised. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It doesn't matter what she thinks of herself. It doesn't matter what she thinks of him. It doesn't matter if she's attracted to him or not. Because that they are children. They don't know enough mm-hmm. to that know what's right is predatory. And wrong. Yep. Exactly. But you have a, an adult because yep. because if a child came to me, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you, when I was younger, I was approached by younger girls before. And I can walk away mm-hmm. because I know that one is illegal. I know too that these laws will 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 persecute me harder than they was someone else. Right. I'm not. I'm not a Brock. I'm not a Brock Taylor. Right. Mm-hmm. But but, exactly. but at the same at the same time at the same time we have to understand that these exist and this should be known. It, almost every black American in this country should know how the game is played. Mm-hmm. So what do I say to a man when a when a if I if I had to look him in the eye and I sit there and say well, and I find out that he was having relationships with a with a thirteen year old a fourteen year old woman said to him like oh bro it's just a culture man I get it or you nasty you ask me to go to jail right because you're a grown man and no matter what they do to you or what they come to to do to you or what they want to do to you that's irrelevant because mm-hmm. you're the adult in the room. Exactly. You are the right. one who 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 is the leader. You are the leader. We want to say that black men are kings. We need to act like kings. He was not exactly. a king. Everybody right. that goes to jail is not Malcolm X. I'm sorry. Right. They're not. Right. And I can and like I say, yeah, I can I can I can look at both sides of the spectrum. I can hold him accountable, but at the same right. time, I can hold the system accountable for mistreating him or give him a harsher sentence than Harvey Weinstein or the gentleman who, the, the DuPont heir, heir, who did not do one day in jail when he was molesting his own children. Mm. You think right. I stand for him to be mistreated as a black man while those guys get a pass? Hell no. I'm right. not. But but I'm not gonna let a black man harm a black woman just because the system is unfair. Mm-hmm. Life ain't fair. People get away with things every day. But we have to, like you said, we have to find that balance. We have to find a way to hold our people accountable at the same time demand that justice is served for every person in our community. 
Right. And we can and we can do that. And then we can still cry. We can still educate people. We can still tell them how the system is not working for African-American men, how they marginalize African-American mm-hmm. women, how African-American women have a 200 plus chance of dying in the hospital because mm-hmm. because doctors don't believe them. Mm-hmm. We still can stand up for our people and hold them to a higher mm-hmm. standard. That's well, it. I think that's the answer to the question right there. (laughs) There it is. There it is. Listen, um, right. Okay. (laughs) Period. Listen, there it is. There it is. But yeah, tonight has definitely been, man, listen, um, this has been um, one for the book. So definitely, it, it has definitely been a loaded one. Um, a lot of layers to this one, a lot of layers to this one. And it definitely um, goes back to the title about um, it being the tie that binds, how this, you know, affects us. Um, each and every one of these issues and topics that we talked about on tonight affects us um, as a community, as, you know, in a whole. And so, um yeah, uh, 2019, listen, women, we got to step it up. Men, we got to step it up. You know, it, it, it you know, it, it definitely falls back on us. You know what I mean? Um, as far as um, what, what are we going to do? How are mm-hmm. we going to handle it? Um, as a uh, as a, a society and culture, and how are we going to band together um, as a community, as an African American community, um, to make sure that we hold uh, one another accountable um, to certain standards? And again, um, I didn't know um, if you had anything else that you wanted to say, um, Ash, before you get to close out. That- I think this conversation could continue on, and thanks to our guest, Dave, the uncrowned king, BMO and Dan, um, they have a podcast where I'm sure there's there'll be way more insightful conversations. Um, the weekly weekly podcast where a group of brothers discuss a wide array of issues that mostly coincide and correlate with culture, community, and consciousness. A judgment-free zone, not for the narrow-minded. So if you're looking for more from them, please tune into the King's Corner Podcast. They can be found on Facebook. Just type in the King's Corner Podcast in the search bar. They're on Twitter at the King's Corner, on Instagram at the King's Corner Podcast, and they have a YouTube channel, Uncrowned Kings. Thank you, Dave the Uncrowned King, BMO, and Van. We truly, truly enjoy having you guys on. Yes, thank you. Thank you all for rocking with us on tonight. And thank you for um, having us. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for having us. Anytime it. Thank you guys extend the invitation, just know that we'll come through and Yay. we'll do the same thing. Yay. Okay. Listen, this is the first time that they've heard from you all on the Jury Box podcast, but this definitely, definitely will not be the last. And so um, I'm excited about all that 2019 um, is going to bring. I'm excited about the content that we're going to be having, um, more in-depth discussions, more topics about current events. Um, I'm just excited about what we're getting ready to do. I think what what um, a couple of live recordings, I think, 
Ashley we talked about. And we got some surprises. Yeah, we got some surprises for y'all. So we got some surprises coming and definitely, definitely. So um, keep listening. Again, we thank you guys for um, taking the time out to listen and subscribing. Let us know um, what you like about the podcast. Let us know what you don't like about the podcast. Let us know if there's any topics that you would like for us to discuss. If you have any questions, um, feel free to email us at um, dimples, the letter N, diamonds at gmail.com. Again, that's dimples the letter N, uh, diamonds at gmail.com. And, yes, yeah, so definitely follow us, um, the, the, our Facebook community. We have a private community on Facebook, uh, Dimples and Diamonds. You can follow us on our fan page. We're on Instagram. Um, our lifestyle brand is uh, The Diamond Life. Um, you can find us on um, on Instagram as well. Um, we're getting ready to head out to L.A. Um, in a couple of months or a month or two or something like that um, for the Diamond Life L.A. experience. Yes. So um, I'm excited about it. Um, we are almost, uh, what, um, yeah, we got like, what, five VIP, no, we got three VIP tickets. We started out with five, but we got three uh, VIP um, tickets remaining um, for that event. We are hosting a private dinner party on that Friday night. On that uh, on that Saturday morning, we are ho- having brunch on Rodeo Drive on top of Tiffany and Company um, at 208 Rodeo, one of the most coveted uh, terraces in Beverly Hills. So we're definitely excited about this event and we're excited about um, coming to a city near you um, this year. So with that being said, again, um, we're getting ready to close out. Ash again, do you have anything else to say? No, girl, we said it all. Thanks, guys. Okay, well, on that note, until next time, you ladies do what you do best and that's keep shining on them. See you. See you.